Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. I am genuinely so honored to have Rawinia Judson here with me today. Rawinia is a dear friend, a mentor, and a muse. Seriously, sister. Um, And I think our relationship over the last couple of years has just been this blooming of abundance and just all the best things and you have been a powerful mirror for me to see so much of myself and to also heal so much really around my sister wounds (laughs) and to yeah now be in this place where we get to do life together and I just want to take a moment to really honor you for your journey alongside me um, to get to this point because it was really significant. I met you at a dark time where I had just become a mother and I was going through, I mean, can you have multiple dark nights of the soul at once? I don't know, but it felt like it. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you can. Because if you can, that's what was going on. And you just walked into my life at this point and was able to hold a powerful space for me to come back to my soul's truth, come back to um, what is true, good and right for me and to really build the strong relationship with myself that supported me to radically transform every part of my being. And I just want to honor you for that. There's been so many doors that have been opened through the work that we did together And I think that you are a remarkable woman, a remarkable human, and I am so fucking stoked. We're doing this episode on leadership together. (laughs) Kia ora and (laughs) welcome, sister. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Did say beforehand, before we started recording, I might cry. Mm. And yeah, everything that you just said then, thank you. Like it's a lot for me to receive and I'm learning to get better at receiving. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, thank you so much. I am honestly so grateful to be here. I am grateful to call you my friend. I definitely agree around the healing that has happened mm. with regards to sister wounds and just everything that you offer me. Mm. We have such a reciprocal mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. and I really love how we can be really honest with one another. Mm. Like the so things, honest. <laughs> it's so honest. Like the things I've said to you are things that I would have been too scared to say to previous friends Mm. and so I really love that we can be that for one another Mm -hmm. and to also like do cool shit together oh my god so much cool shit yeah yeah it's like the dance between the let's go deep here and then the 
let's get loose. <laughs> you know? Yeah, life is fun. Life is pleasurable. Yeah. Uh, we get to be weird. We get yeah. to have fun. And Pisces energy. We get to go oh, deep. Pisces energy. Let's just cry all the time. <laughs> oh, I got to feel it to heal yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just so excited for this episode. And I know so much has shifted and so much has changed since you're on the podcast last time. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation to hear your views on the new paradigm of leadership, to look at potent self-leadership and self-governance and what that looks like and sounds like. And to just trust like whatever wants to unfold is going to unfold. And yeah, to just surrender to the process. So I wanted to start with just what's alive for you? Mm. What's been present for you today, this week, this month, this season that you're journeying with? What's alive? Mm. This is a beautiful question. And I love that we're having this conversation around leadership because I feel like this season I have been invited deeper into my own level of self-leadership with myself Mm -hmm. but at the same time and I say that there's like a correlation between the two but also to like my leadership with others Mm -hmm. as well as integrity Mm. and I really feel like I've been going through this deep process of refinement Mm -hmm. seeing where I thought that I was being a good leader Mm -hmm. and actually seeing the truth and the reality of that Mm. and noticing where perhaps I was still operating from a space of immaturity and looking at what does that actually mean to be mature Mm. in this space Mm. whilst still acknowledging my humanness Mm -hmm. and it begins (laughs) yeah there's so much there so much there there's like 20 episodes right there (laughs) yeah yeah like it's been um I'm gonna say really deep like there's been a lot of self-reflection happening Mm -hmm. and I've really felt like I've needed a lot of space Mm -hmm. to go within Mm -hmm. to really listen and then also too I felt like I've needed a lot of space with God source creator Mm -hmm. spirit to really listen Mm -hmm. because I feel like that there has been what's needing or what's been needed, really, because there's been so much noise. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to listen to all the noise and in that process get really confused and in that process make decisions from a space of being influenced by the external environment, mm-hmm. which there are aspects of needing to listen to that definitely mm-hmm. however I know for myself that the best decisions that I have ever made have come from a space of listening mm-hmm. to my deep inner knowing mm-hmm. and listening to where 
God is leading me. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful sister. It's like a peeling back of all of the of all of the layers to really find that space, create that space and be in that space with the true north. That's it. Yeah. The true north. Like what is the true north? Hmm. Even that. Like I also feel like there's been that as a process, like asking myself, like, is this actually my true north? Mm-hmm. Or is this what I believe is my true north based on the conversations that I'm having with people around me, mm-hmm. based on what I'm seeing is success from other people who are in the same industry as me? Mm-hmm based on external influences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's coming to that knowing that your unique leadership blueprint is within. Correct. And to create the space to be with that then allows it to manifest. And it isn't, it isn't going to, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's clues in the external, Mm. there's signs, there's signals Mm of what lies in the future mm-hmm. or, um, you know, clues from other people's blueprint, I guess, mm. um, that resonate and feel like good. Like there is a resonance with that being part of my puzzle, but the totality of your leadership blueprint, the unique one is within. And it sounds like you've really been pulling back the layers to explore what that is. And I'm curious, like, Do you find a point as well with the stuff where you, what's the line between questioning and gaslighting yourself? Like, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And this is the part that I would say is difficult difficult for any person Mm -hmm. because what is true Mm. I was actually speaking to my brother this morning we were speaking about truth and we're speaking about how if you were to read every single book that existed on this earth Mm -hmm. how confused would you be oh my good lord like one you know that wouldn't even physically be possible Mm. However, it's like, what is fact? What is truth? Because there will be so many competing Mm -hmm. ideas, beliefs, opinions Mm -hmm. from every single book that exists on this earth. Mm -hmm. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, when you're like, you know, are you gaslighting yourself or, or what does that look like? I'm like, yeah, I hear that. And then for me also too, I believe critical thinking Mm -hmm. is a really important aspect of leadership Mm -hmm. and being able to look at things from like a nuanced perspective Mm -hmm. and being able to be open to multiple different ideas, realities, beliefs, Mm -hmm. and to sit with yourself in a space of conviction Mm -hmm. understand the difference between that and looking at things from like a black and white perspective absolutely 
Yeah. Yeah. To hold those multiple truths at the same time. I feel like that's such a an art and a gift to be able to see we are all looking at the same rock but we have a slightly different view of the rock it is the rock but depending on where you're sitting you're going to see it from a different way and it is so insular to believe or think that just because you see it from there that that's the only way yeah I mean that's That's taken a while for me to get through that black and white thinking. It was very black and white for a long time. You're laughing because you've probably coached me through it. (laughs) I'm laughing. You're like definitely aspects of that, but also too like putting my hand up being like, yep. Yep. Guilty too. Guilty. (laughs) So guilty. I I think it's kind of evolved over time to be less black and white for all things. Like it still Mm. shows up, but Mm. it's just not as alive in like day-to-day everything you know Mm -hmm. it's probably where there's still a deep identity that the black and white will show up Mm -hmm. where it's like I need like you're threatening my existence by disagreeing with me right now and I can't deal with that so yes let's go into judgment shame projection (laughs) all of those things uh yeah everything that you just said there around like and deep identity Mm. and being attached to that Mm -hmm. that's when I notice that it rears its head Mm -hmm. yeah and all those feelings that you just described my ego is like run away (laughs) (laughs) run away shut down withdraw yeah get angry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get defensive yeah and I feel like that is that the the maturing that you're speaking into you know like What does it look like for you to be maturing in your self-leadership? What are those parts that are being called forward? Like, how do you notice the immaturity of the part? Or Mm. like, Mm -hmm. what is that process like for you? Mm. I love this question. Definitely when I'm noticing those behaviors are present, that's when I notice that there's an opportunity here for me to look at the way that I'm thinking and looking at the way that I am being and the beliefs that I'm holding. Mm-hmm. And the beliefs so, that you're holding. Correct. Yeah. 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 So with that maturing, it's like, how can I be in conversation with this person? And perhaps I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. but how can I still be open to listening mm-hmm. to them, what it is that they believe, what it is that feels true for them mm-hmm. and not make them wrong. Mm-hmm. And how can I sit in a space of non-judgment and unconditional love mm-hmm. and still hold space for that mm-hmm. and not have to try and make my belief their belief mm-hmm. and not try and prove a point mm-hmm. and not try and be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead be present and instead be who I am mm. and trust that we're all on our own journey mm-hmm. and that my way isn't necessarily 
the best way for them. Mm -hmm. Even if I can see that there is an opportunity for them to perhaps look at things differently or perhaps make some changes in their life. For me, the maturing is not necessarily stepping in. Mm -hmm. Right. And offering it to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unless they ask. And that's a projector thing as well, isn't it? With human design, (laughs) like waiting for that invitation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah, you know, there's aspects of that. And then also to what I've also noticed is like for myself, I've definitely been in that, I'm going to say the word identity, Mm -hmm. of being the helper and the caretaker and Mm -hmm. the projected, you know, in human design sees so much and I see so much. Mm -hmm. Like so much mm-hmm. and then it's reminding myself just because I see things doesn't mean I have to do yeah. anything with it yeah and then that person can be on their own mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. that's it yeah I love this when you're a leader or the perception of what it means to be a, a leader is that you're there to be there for everyone mm-hmm which means that you're accessible 24-7. This is the belief that I believe a lot of people hold. Mm -hmm. And so what then happens is you're endlessly giving, Mm -hmm. but you're not taking care of yourself in the process. Mm, Yeah. And so I love hearing when you say that, because I'm like, yes to the container, Mm -hmm. yes to the structure, yes to the boundary. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what that means is you have all this energy to enjoy life as well, which is actually such an important part of it all. Mm -hmm. Because it turns up the potency then when I am showing up. Mm. Because it's from a place of nourishment. Yeah, not resentment like you were speaking about because it's like you're feeling like everyone's trying to like grasp at you Mm. and, you know, like pull from you. Mm. You know, that sucking kind of energy. That- yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, yeah, I think definitely noticing working in the charitable and philanthropic space, like this, this is kind of been normalized, like this martyrdom and the savior complex is like normalized within the system mm. and things are under-resourced thing, and that's normal. And so, you know, it creates these unhealthy ways of leading And it really demands that you are so resilient and so well-resourced to be able to navigate these systems, which is a place of privilege. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like since since really looking at my own self-leadership, I think I was able to see that where I'm at was not in alignment where the system I was operating in was at. And that did I have the energy or capacity as a new mum to radically transform the way things were going in order to find that alignment? Nope. And so it came to a point of acceptance of like, I'm being called to lead in new ways and I can honor that. I can trust that. I can, even though I don't know what that looks like and sounds like yet because I didn't start. Mm. 
I can have faith and let go. Um, and that has radically transformed the ways that I show up when I show up. It's, it's like, I'm kind of like, Oh, this is so beautiful. Like I love leading like this. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. What are the, what are the levers when you look at your leadership journey? What would you say are the levers that have been pulled that there's been like a pivotal moment where something's shifted and has allowed you to show up in a way that is so much more potent in how you serve? Mm. I would say looking at where codependency and people-pleasing shows up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, those two things and reflecting on how that informs my relationship with people Mm -hmm. and you know that's not just from like my intimate romantic relationships because these things show up in leadership as well Mm -hmm. hugely Mm -hmm. and so I noticed for myself you know when you were speaking about the structures within the philanthropic industry it's like codependency as a way of being as a leader shows up across so many industries Mm -hmm. Mm. and a lot of leaders are pedestaled Mm -hmm. and a lot of leaders are seen as saviors and gurus Mm -hmm. and I believe that way of looking at things is really harmful Mm -hmm. for both people Mm -hmm. it creates a really harmful powerful dynamic yeah and it doesn't allow the person i'm going to use like the word below you know leader if you look at it leaders here and then the people following are below that's how it's currently structured doesn't support this person to rise into their Mm self-leadership Rather, that person is codependent upon this person mm-hmm. above to feel good, mm-hmm. to feel empowered, to feel as though they have any worth mm. or that they can do anything. Mm-hmm. And so for me, one of the biggest things that have supported me to shift in my leadership is to actually acknowledge and show other people that they don't need me. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that everything that they need lies within. Mm-hmm. And that what they're seeing within me, the light that they're seeing within me or the reason why they're attracted to wanting to work with me or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm is inviting them into deeper levels of their own self-leadership. And seen. (laughs) Yes. And you embody this so good. It's like how you do what you do Mm -hmm. is bringing people back to their own power. And would you say that's the way that you manage your own actual and perceived power within the dynamic? Or are there other ways you do that? 
definitely I would say I, I I am in constant reflection so when you're like do you gaslight yourself I'm like I am in constant <laughs> reflection around how I am operating within my relationships mm-hmm. and the dynamic that is playing out mm-hmm. because I understand that a lot of the time the dynamic is operating at such a subconscious level mm-hmm. that it's difficult for people to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware that I have the ability to see that. Mm-hmm. And so what that then means is if I'm noticing that this is occurring, mm-hmm. whereby people are starting to pedestal me or whatever it might be, I look at, okay, how can I be? I look at how am I being with this person? Mm -hmm. What can I fan within them to show them Mm -hmm. what lies within them? Mm -hmm. So that that they they turn the light back on themselves. Correct. Yeah. 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 I, I hear you. And it's, I think a really important conversation to have. I, I believe that everybody has a calling for leadership on their life and that we are all invited to let that rise up within us. And and that can take many forms and many shapes. I think great leadership sometimes is followership. I think great leadership is being a present and connected parent. Great leadership is, um, spreading joy when you go and get your groceries giving everyone a fucking smile I don't know leadership can take many forms you know and so yeah I think for me there is something within leadership though around how you manage your actual and perceived power if you don't sit in a structure that supports you to do what you do. So for example, if you're not in a big institution Mm -hmm. and there's like processes and policy and Mm -hmm. systems and things in place that look after people, um, you know, thinking transitioning into this space that, that we're working in of like, how do you manage your actual and perceived power when you're self-organizing and self-governing and get to this place where you have a level of awareness of perception and understanding that you can begin to observe things in different ways and really start to acknowledge like, oh shit, you know, like there is something here that I need to manage. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like you say, it could be codependency patterns. It could be, it could be anything, Mm -hmm. but I guess there's something about bringing this conversation up of like, how do we talk about this? Like, and how do we put that that governance in place or that that management in place and I I feel like there's something about getting qualified I think that's really important Mm. and being in training and ongoing training being in community with other people I was literally the whole time you're speaking I'm like it's the relationships that you have with other people in this space Mm -hmm. and really being open to constructive feedback mm-hmm. and asking for that from your peers. Mm-hmm. Like I think about what our relationship has invited me into. And I think about the relationships that we've been forming through community mm-hmm. and those reflections that I get to have 
within those conversations with mm-hmm. people who are leaders in their field. Mm-hmm. Like if you are surrounding yourself with other people who are experts, if you're surrounding yourself with other people who are in the space of self-leadership and leadership and mm. I would say leading community in whatever way that looks like, you kind of can't not mm-hmm. look at how you're being. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can if you really want to. Mm. However, for me, there is such a – what is the word I'm wanting to say? is like the mirror. It's just <laughs> so there that it's like I'm like, oh, I can't avoid any of this. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I can avoid any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From a space of not only being in integrity with myself, mm-hmm. knowing that that's such a core value of mine, mm. and from a space of respect mm. for the people that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Because, like, above anything else, like, to me, it's a privilege to do the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Such yeah yeah and so what that means I believe is continuously learning training developing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and And really yeah and community Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so agree and I'm I'm also thinking about this um program I do called collective intelligence it's like hands down like I, I get into the space, it's a small group of people that get together, um, experts from different industries that normally wouldn't come together, like a really diverse group of people. And we have a facilitator. Um, our facilitator has been trained by Brene Brown. She's just like so amazing and skillful and masterful. And it's one of those spaces, one of the few spaces I go that I feel so dumb and I love it I love being in a room where I'm like miles away from where everyone else is because the reflections the triggers the the growth opportunity is just so big and yeah I guess now as we're having this conversation I'm like that's where some really deep work has taken place for me in my leadership journey is having those people who I don't really know too well reflect back what they're noticing and and taking it as an invite to grow, to mm-hmm. shift, to change so I can step more truly and authentically into what is trying to move through me. Mm-hmm. It's not really about us. No, no. Yeah. And as you're saying that the word humility. Yeah. It was kind of speaking to me. Yeah. It's that humility that actually comes within the power that we have been given, really. It's been given to us. And so it's acknowledging where am I shifting into a space of arrogance? Mm -hmm. Where am I shifting into a space of I know everything? Of knowing. Yeah. Of knowing. Oh, my God. That's the biggest cue. If I start to think that I know something, I'm like, oh, sweetie. (laughs) You've made a wrong turn. (laughs) That ain't it. You don't know. I'm laughing because I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I think the the power, you know, like in this kind of space that we work in, like I think people, you know, we get to these these places where we are really vulnerable, you know, mm-hmm. and I think um, being able to work with someone to help support you to come back into your power is, is really life changing. And where it gets dangerous is I I believe when when that person is waiting for you as the guide, the coach, the mentor to describe your seven step recipe to success. And so hearing you speak about the ways that you are guiding people back home to their own inner resources, guiding people back home to what sits within and making yourself redundant from the conversation. Really? Um, I think that's, that's what is, um, in integrity. I think that's what is um, humility because your unique leadership br- blueprint is yours and everyone has their own unique blueprint. So mm-hmm. even though it can feel like there have been things that have absolutely contributed to getting you to where you are and they're absolutely valid and true for your own unique lived experience, there will be other levers for other people. And so creating a space for them to witness that, to see that, to honor that in their own experience sets them up to continue to see them and notice them as puzzle pieces for what is being called to move through them. Mm. Mm. I just, I I love everything that you're saying, but that's also because I just believe that to be so true. Mm. You know, when you speak about us all having our own unique blueprint like I really truly believe that Mm. I really truly believe that I also believe that we all have our own unique strengths and gifts Mm -hmm. and we all have a way that we can contribute into this world like Mm -hmm. you said be that spreading joy Mm -hmm. be that being an incredible mum you know our own unique contribution and purpose on this earth Mm looks different mm-hmm. and so even too it's like removing that lens of well, what what does it mean to be a, a leader you know people perceiving that leadership looks like someone standing on knowing. stage yeah 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 <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you know someone standing on stage and they've got you know a room full of thousands of people listening to them mm. I used to think that that's what I want mm. I'm not so sure about it anymore. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure. I mean, perhaps it will happen. However, I'm not attached to it anymore. Yeah, right. Old versions of me was like, yes, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is what it means to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I'm just like, cool. Like if I can, for me, the moments that I love the most in my day is like honestly it's at the gym so when I'm at the gym I'm weightlifting and I'm helping someone new Mm. and I see the progress that they make and I see like their eyes light up when they can do something (laughs) yeah and I'm like I love that yeah yeah so much yeah that yes I absolutely love mentoring and coaching people but for me sometimes it's the most simplest things Mm. or it's actually like having a conversation with someone at the gym and then seeing so you can you know when you can see something switch in someone's head Mm -hmm. 
and I see that happen, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like I love uh-huh. it. Yeah. That aha uh-huh moment. I'm like, that to me means so much. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've, I've like played around, like gotten curious. I mean, it's not about necessarily like the seven steps to getting to where I am. Like that's not the conversation. But if there was like a recipe mm-hmm. for unlocking your unique leadership blueprint, what would that be? Can we talk about that? Yeah. I, I don't think I've asked that yet. <laughs> that feels like a good one. <laughs> I love that question. I really believe it's listening. Mm-hmm. And so if I was to expand on what listening means, it's like listening to your head, your heart, your gut, mm-hmm. your body. As a woman, your womb. Mm-hmm. Or woman identifying person. Mm-hmm. It's listening to nature. It's listening to your environment. It's listening to God, source, creator, or divine. Mm-hmm. Boom. The ability to listen. And I feel like our ability to listen is dependent on our ability to be present. And our ability to be present is dependent on our ability to have a calm and regulated nervous system. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was literally just like, yep, to be grounded, which means to have a calm and regulated nervous system. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like I think about what I was like when I was managing a team and leading people and I repressed my emotions mm-hmm. or I was very reactive with my emotions, perhaps not in the workplace, mm-hmm. definitely at home with my partner mm. or at home on my own. Mm. Okay, I had no understanding around what it meant to take care of myself from that perspective mm-hmm. or hold space for myself from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And so my emotions would come out and be projected over everyone. Mm-hmm. And that was almost like the unlocking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The unlocking part to learn how to be present, to learn how to be here, mm-hmm. to live and come out of a state of constant survival. Literally. Mm. Like. Yeah. Yeah. What has unlocking that space for yourself look like and sounded like? Like how did you come from, yeah, a place of moving with those emotions like describe how you've just described them to a place of being able to hold space for yourself and therefore meet the moment with more listening. Like 
can we talk a little bit about how you regulate your nervous system and um, why you think that's so important for leadership? What a question. Um, How do I regulate my nervous system? So for me, it's a combination of listening and checking in with myself from a full body awareness around what it is that I need and giving myself what I need. Mm -hmm. So I check in with myself all the time throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And if I can feel that there is something that needs space held for it, I'll ask that part, what do I need? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it will be some breath work, some very simple breath work, or it will be going and sitting having a conversation with God out in nature mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. It might be going for a walk. Weightlifting is actually a huge part of regulating my nervous system for me, from a grounding perspective. Nice, yeah. And that's the one thing that's actually scheduled into my week. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's more so coming from a space of intuitive Mm -hmm. listening Mm -hmm. and I would also say and this is one thing that I don't acknowledge as much as what I could is it's my relationships Mm -hmm. it's the Mm co-regulation and it's like the hugs Mm -hmm. and just having someone be there for you mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure yeah so that's my like how and it's always asking myself what do I need mm-hmm. and at the same time I say that and I'm also like at the same time it's understanding when it comes to leadership as well what is my role what am I what is my responsibility mm-hmm. and do I need to compartmentalize what's coming up for an hour or for half a day Mm -hmm. for me to be able to show up and be of service to what is needed in this moment Mm -hmm. and then come back and hold space for that part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not fully suppressing it to the point whereby I don't ever acknowledge it. It's just acknowledging, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I hear you, I see you, I see that something is here mm-hmm. and what it means to be in integrity is for me to show up in this space, mm-hmm. be here mm-hmm. and I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's letting it know that you're coming back as well. Like, cause that's, that's not abandoning. That's not rejecting. That's Great. not denying. It's like, I hear you. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm not abandoning you. I'm not abandoning you. you. I'm not rejecting you. I'll be back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to play with it. Like, well, I find, I've found a lot of fun in playing with it of Mm. like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and even as you're speaking, I think about some some parts that I I said I'll be back, and you know it's like months later. <laughs> I'm laughing and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll mm-hmm. be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, like my week gets away on me, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. mm. and then you remember, and then you do, yeah. you know, or you make the space, and you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, or I remember. And then I'm like, actually, did I even need to do the do? Mm, yeah. Because that's also another part that I've acknowledged is that sometimes what's coming up, I can get lost in the emotion. Mm-hmm. 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 It's so lost in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just have like masculine and feminine energy yeah. just like really present and alive and like the treatment for yeah the treatment and the flow between those two energies of like often at or when i notice that that i want to say for me it comes through as vicky the victim <laughs> kilda vicky hey vicky what's up hey, like my my people know vicky they know when she shows up and they're like, yo, Vicky, what's happening? Can we get Gemma back? Um, when Vicky arrives and she doesn't arrive at full force as what she used to because we've made some substantial changes. But um, when Vicky arrives, often she needs that that fatherly energy. That's like, I hear what you have to say and... Right now, what we're going to be doing is this. And there is a level of um, leadership that Vicky is yearning for. (laughs) Like, she can't give herself. And so it's like calling on this fatherly energy to offer that to her so that we can come back into harmony Mm. of the vision and where we're Mm. trying to move towards and what we're embodying more of and who we're becoming and all the things it's kind of like yeah Vicky can be like the system override that sabotages <laughs> Vicky the victim and there's just been so much magic and being able to really personify the energies or the parts that like to emerge during stressful experiences or I want to call it expansive states mm-hmm. you know like I'm going through an expansive state right now recording the podcast mm-hmm. I've just launched ritual my group programs here I feel like my nearly three-year-old son is inviting me to shift and evolve to meet him in a new way mm-hmm. and you know it's an expansive place and so yes. Vicky when she comes she's like it's pretty hard isn't it <laughs> I'm just like laughing because like as you're speaking about all of this, I'm just seeing so many moments of myself and yeah. full victim. Oh yeah. yeah. And and where I have been invited into deeper levels of leadership mm-hmm. as a result. But also to the people who have been a really important mirror for me in those moments around inviting me out of that space. And so when you were talking about the feminine and the masculine, Mm -hmm. like when you were talking about Vicky, the victim, like for me, my victim is this 
teenage girl or five-year-old girl, so feminine, mm-hmm. like so consumed with her emotions, mm-hmm. so believes that her emotions are correct and right and mm. that, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm right, you're wrong, like very stubborn. Mm-hmm. But she actually just needs to be told to get her shit together. Boom. And she actually just needs to be told, yeah, I see you. I know this hurts, but this is what you need to do. Mm. And for so long, I hated anyone who would be like that with me. Mm -hmm. And I would push anyone away who would be like that with me. Mm -hmm. Because I was so obsessed with staying stuck in that space. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about it from like a sabotage point of view. Mm -hmm. And also, too, because I didn't feel safe with that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And that masculine energy has shown up for me so much in the last year. It's mm-hmm. been so triggering. Mm-hmm. And it has really supported me to grow and evolve mm-hmm. in who I am yes. as a woman. Yes but also to her as a leader, and it's been so necessary. Yeah. What a beautiful maturing of the part. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And as you see it modeled externally as well, I find, yeah, the ability to then model it for myself mm-hmm. and embody that within. And it's like being able to see the many parts of my inner world as the observer of the inner world and there's almost been like a it's like okay so you like say everyone's sitting around a table and there's all the different parts that are sometimes contradictory to each other but nonetheless they are all part of the inner world and so yeah, being able to sit down as a witness to who sits around the table, who is being the loudest and what they need to be able to come back into that place of like harmony, I would say, like even level of footing around the table. And who else, who else is being invited to sit at the table to support that maturing and that harmony that perhaps isn't there yet? And then personifying that as a character, as an energy and inviting that to, to come to the table Mm -hmm. to help us in our evolution. Yeah. I'm speaking into this experience of like sitting around a table, noticing the parts that are there, but then also the, the, the self leadership to understand, okay, well, who or what needs to come and be part of this conversation so that we can together move towards the vision that we know we have been called towards. And so, yeah, sometimes for me, that looks like um, because I haven't necessarily had these things modeled to me in my upbringing, I will find myself on like a YouTube um, dungeon of videos trying to find what it looks like and sounds like for a particular trait or Mm. quality or energy Mm. to be alive. And I think more recently this has happened with my dating life. I don't know, we've spoken about this, but, um, you know, what does a secure attachment look like and sound like? Not sure if I've seen it modeled. And so I want to get curious. 
And so, yeah, to really get clear and connected with what it looks like and sounds like to have values, boundaries, standards, non-negotiables, and to get to know what it feels like within myself to have that secure attachment with myself. So I guess that's like an application of what I've been doing with this round table to try and call more of something mm-hmm. into my life. But what are your reflections? Gosh, I love, I, I had a full on visual <laughs> when you were talking about the round table and I could literally see the table and I could see the people sitting around the table. And it's so interesting when you speak about that as like your experience and your way of looking at things because I know for myself and perhaps it's not quite so conscious like Mm -hmm. there's definitely been subconscious elements of it Mm. but what's been really present for me is looking at like the part of like the good girl and you know the part that she's had to play in my life mm-hmm. and, and what's that meant being in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. And then where I've been playing with or what I've been looking at more recently is, okay, so what does it actually mean to be more in the energy of being a queen mm. you know, or the energy of an empowered woman Mm -hmm. because I haven't really necessarily had that modeled Mm -hmm. to me as such Mm -hmm. and so acknowledging that there's definitely some beautiful aspects within being the good girl and that she's gotten me to some really beautiful places Mm -hmm. and And the skin is shedding (laughs) yeah the skin is shedding and she needs some more boundaries (laughs) She needs some more boundaries, yeah. And yeah. she needs to speak up a little bit more. Yes. You know? Yeah. And she also needs to advocate for her needs a bit more. Yes. You know? And in embodying that queen energy, yeah, you then have the reference to be able to bring that here. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's kind of like my reflections. And it's mm. interesting you say that within dating because I'm like, I can relate. So I'm sitting here doing the queen wave. <laughs> I'm like, unintentional, interesting. Uh, <laughs> just waving out to your king. Hi, we're here. Hi, we're here. Um, call me. Call me as well. <laughs> call me. But we'll have, this <laughs> we'll have someone different, please. We need two kings. Um, but you know this is a thing this it shows up in leadership Mm -hmm. as well this is a thing that I've hugely noticed in my work is that you know how we show up with like an anxious attachment avoidant attachment secure attachment like that shows up in my work Mm -hmm. yeah it's like avoiding people that I don't want to talk to Mm. because they're in victim and they're not doing the work and Mm. I'm getting triggered and I just want to tell them to get their fucking shit together Mm. but I can't say it in that way Mm -hmm. perhaps Mm -hmm. it's not the best way to deliver it (laughs) tactful (laughs) tactful tactful. delivery tactful yeah so it's like oh okay cool 
this is what I'm noticing here. What mm-hmm. does this then mean in terms of like, cool, what boundaries do I have in place within my work, which invites that person to step into a deeper level of self-leadership so that that person is then not being codependent of me. That's it. That's it. That's such a powerful reflection to notice, you mm. know, because it's a, it, it is these patterns don't just manifest in one aspect of our lives. And so to bring the awareness to how it manifests at work, at home, in community, mm. with money. I uh, mean, it's yeah. yeah, that's work. Honoring you for taking that space and that time to really see how that does play out and then putting things in place. Like, yeah, that's a maturing of those parts as well. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, this is the work that I'm going to say most people avoid. Yeah. Wanna, it's really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. People don't like to take self-responsibility. It's so much easier to blame. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's this person, you know, especially too in relationships. This is what I see all the time in my work because I work with a lot of people with their relationships and it's always the other person. Mm-hmm. It's always their partner. Mm-hmm. It's always the ex-partner. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, yes, there's aspects within that that I agree with. Mm-hmm. And where are you taking self-responsibility for your part to play in it? Yeah. And I feel like that work helps you come back into your power. Otherwise, you are powerless, voiceless, without choice in your human experience. And that that's not a place that I feel like, it's not a place that feels good, you know, and and... I can understand, you know, we can understand through through stressful life events, through trauma, that we learn that we have mm. been voiceless, helpless, and without choice in particular life experiences. And, and they were not our fault. And as we come through the, those situations, we create a meaning and a story about what it means for ourselves and what it means about the world. Mm. And often we don't come out of the trauma response that we have had, whether that was fight, flight, freeze, fawn from that experience. And we don't necessarily have the tools to support ourselves, to clear the energetic charge that came from being in that stress. Mm. And then, you know, when it comes to relationships, I just feel like we we just aren't having these conversations about how that then ripples into how we're showing up. And to come back into our power is to really own what you need. It requires so much courage to make these choices when you know that it's not supporting you. And I feel like a lot of people tend to believe that they are powerless and Mm -hmm. as I really love that you mentioned all the nuances Mm -hmm. that come with being in these places Mm -hmm. and I also really love how you spoke about how can you borrow the belief Mm. and what support do you have around you to have the courage to make that decision that Mm -hmm. is best for you Mm -hmm. to come deeper into alignment because you know, I think about this from my own lived experience. 
I know that staying has crushed my spirit and my soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crushed it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe that there could be anything different. I didn't believe that I was worthy mm-hmm. of anything different. Mm. And I really struggled to see more. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that support in whatever way that looks when it comes to being in those spaces is really imperative. Yeah. Yeah. Really imperative. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's a dark place too because you don't have the energy. You're just exhausted by the yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You don't have the energy because your spirit yeah, it's crushed. is crushed. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, how do you then show up from that place as well? This This is what I began to notice within myself is like, I feel so out of integrity with my character mm. because I'm not, I'm not me. And then I'm not showing up from a place of connection to my true essence because it's so mm. not there, but I'm choosing it by staying in this dynamic. Mm-hmm. When we let go, it's a grieving process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's grieving this vision this future that we had created for ourselves and that we saw within our mind Mm. and it's understanding that that is no longer available to Mm -hmm. us and so we grieve the loss of that Mm -hmm. and to choose to step into that space is scary Mm -hmm. because there's so much unknown you don't have another vision or version mm-hmm. to support you mm-hmm. to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you're sharing that, I'm thinking about the grieving process I've gone through recently. And I think the biggest gift and the biggest lesson from that was my attachment to the vision over meeting the moment. Mm-hmm. And the magic is in moving from fantasy island into what is actually here. (laughs) What is actually here? Not what could be, not what I see as a visionary. Get up your fucking high horse. But what actually is in the moment. Correct. And it's beautiful to be able to see the potential. It's Mm. beautiful to be able to see. See? Yeah. What's even more beautiful is to meet the fucking moment. And that is, that is on the other side of this grief at the moment for me. Uh, Yeah. Cause it's living. It's, 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 that's what it means to be present, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to be super cheesy and I'm like, you know, the, the, the gift (laughs) is, is, is the present, you know, it's cheesy is, but it's true. (laughs) Like I believe it's true anyway. (laughs) gift is in the present yeah it's the present it is the gift but it really is (laughs) (laughs) 
Cheesy. I'm all about the cheesy uh, lines. It's just like you yeah. live, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, fucking live, love. Live, laugh, fucking love. I'm like, yeah, best, best cheesy line ever. So true. Like, oh, I'm really receiving so that right true. now. Like everyone's like, it's so cheesy, but it's like true. Live, yes. Love, yes. Laugh, yes. It's so <laughs> fucking simple. I can't. I can't. It's simple. Oh. It's so simple. Yeah, who came up with that? That's some good cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, we have covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else that you feel really called cool to speak into? Mm. On self-leadership or leadership? Or anything else that was spoken into relationships, nervous system. I really just kind of, I suppose, want to say that with all of it, or like everything that we've spoken about, like I really truly believe that your ability to have self-awareness is one of the biggest supports Mm -hmm. with all of that. Mm -hmm. Like to live in integrity requires you to have Mm self-awareness for you to be a powerful leader for yourself or others requires you to have Mm self-awareness and it's understanding the difference between self-awareness from a place of harm and gaslighting yourself and shaming yourself and guilting yourself as an example and using self-awareness from a space of empowering yourself Mm -hmm. and seeing yourself Mm -hmm. and I believe that if we can support people to build their self-awareness then imagine what the world would be like Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can meet people at the depths that we've met ourselves. I think there'd be a lot more empathy, a lot more compassion. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like we've gone so many beautiful places. And yeah, it's just been a really rich, rich conversation. And I just want to say thank you so much for opening your heart, opening your mind for giving so freely from your own inner wealth. Mm-hmm. We called this we pulled the St. Bridget card before. And for your generosity in who you be and how you show up in the world. So yeah. Mm-hmm. If people want to connect with you, you are a best selling author. <laughs> and I love how you casually drop that in. <laughs> best selling author. Um and people obviously can buy your book, but what are the ways that people can connect with you? I would say the best place where I'm most active, just because I love sharing, is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So my Instagram, rawania.judson. Mm-hmm. That's the best way. I'm just going to keep it simple. Nice. And you can click the link in the bio and buy the book off Amazon. Yeah. Um, and you offer some amazing coaching programs as well the homecoming and one-on-one coaching for leaders yeah um and i would highly encourage you to check that out so 
yeah thank you so much sister this has been a lot thank of fun thank you so much I had so much fun <laughs> I love as I say I love having conversations with you I love hanging out with you it's just like it's just like another no, standard I yarn just, yeah. yeah exactly except we recorded it <laughs> it's the only difference 100 percent. so yeah it's such a pleasure so yeah thank you so much thank you Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.